Great question. The Manufacturing Podcast offers news and information for the people who make, store, and move things, and those who manage and maintain the facilities where that work gets done. Please enjoy the audio from this live stream recorded on February 22nd. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Smart Industry, uh, our live stream today. Uh, We are going to be discussing closing gaps in risk management, technologies to ditch your old processes. I am Robert Schoenberger, Editor-in-Chief of Smart Industry, and I am filling in today for Scott Acklepole, who is one of the many people in the U.S. today stuck with internet outages because of the AT&T problems. Hopefully, we'll we'll get those solved sometime soon. Uh, Our guest today is Christina Hofer, and she is Vice President of Global Industry Enterprise at Forescout, a cybersecurity company that continuously monitors monitors, identifies, and protects all connected IT, IoT, IOMT, and OT assets against cyber threats and ensures compliance with instant response, threat intelligence, and dynamic segmentation. IT and OT are converging everywhere in industry. At a lot of manufacturing companies, however, especially small and mid-sized ones, these departments are still siloed from each other and work with manual processes, such as sporadic cyber risk assessments and account for assets uh, inventories using Excel spreadsheets. The message from our guest today, we cannot do this on paper anymore. Attackers are automating their steps. Companies should be doing the, uh, doing the same. IT and OT cannot be siloed. Welcome to the program, Christina. Thanks, Robert, for having me today on your program. Over the last uh, 15 years or more, I had the pleasure to work with several critical infrastructures, manufacturing organizations to secure their digital transformation and especially the OT environments. So big, big topic. Well, let's just move right into the questions here. Uh, Digital transformation transformation really gained momentum in 2023, and it looks like it will keep rolling in 2024, especially for small and mid-sized manufacturers. Uh, Can you give us your take on beginning to break away from these analog processes? Where should companies begin? Yeah, that's correct. So it's no longer sufficient to just look at you know, analog processes, siloed teams and tools. The thing is digitalization brings a lot of um, competitive advantages and improves uh, the process. Uh, The whole production gets more efficient because we can have analytics, but you know, it also exposes vulnerable systems and it connects those OT systems that were never designed to be connected. And for that, that whole connectivity with corporate systems or internet facing even worse. So that leads to an increased attack surface that we need to monitor and secure. And the first steps that organizations can take is to, well, gather these insights, you know, into assets, how they connect, do they have connectivity, did vendors potentially bring in remote access solutions? We see this a lot of times, that there are actually a lot more connectivities from OT systems out of the network, you know, to remote sites, to contractors. And this, of course, means that we have increased risk. And I don't mean let's do this with pen and paper. You know, the best thing is to have some database or monitoring system where we can consolidate this information because we might have to go back to this information when there is a cyber risk to make sure are we exposed to this threat? What do we need to do? Um, I don't know if you know, but there was this incident um, somewhere in some um, harbor system where OT was just shut down preemptively because they just didn't know if it would be affected, if there would be a way for the IT attack to spread through the network and affect OT. Yeah, it's a, I've talked to companies a few times who refer to their pen and paper systems as more secure because you, you can't hack my, uh, my notepad. 
Uh, but this whole uh, protection from, from obsolete, by, by obsolescence doesn't seem to really jive well with the need for uh, improved uh, operations and efficiency in, in modern manufacturing. Oh, for sure. I mean, attackers are automating their steps. So we also need to be automating the other side, right? The protection. Right. So moving on, uh, it's obviously important for data and cybersecurity if vulnerabilities in uh, mixed digital and analog environments are addressed and automated. What are examples of the most egregious gaps in risk management? And what, what are the ones that are no uh, to no longer do to try to get away from? Well, the first problem that we often see is that, you know, suddenly the CISO is responsible for managing OT security. And then the security teams bring in their IT tools without considering the context of the OT system. You know, patching may not be possible. It may not be compatible with the operating systems. So we have to take into account that OT systems may need different controls, different ways to secure that. And the second part is um, working in silos, you know, like letting the OT folks figure out the security for their systems, letting IT do their part. And then you often have gaps in, you know, those mixed environments, but also the OT guys, they're responsible to keep the production process running. The factories, you know, safe. They don't have a security background. So it's best if we work together, you know, everybody leveraging their strengths and that way we can succeed. I've talked a lot uh, to people over the past few years about the, the cultural difference. Yeah, the OT mandate for the past uh, you know, 50, 75 years has been get more product out of the door. Anything that slows down production is the, the worst thing that can happen. And you mix that with the IT mindset of we need to protect our systems as much as possible. And there, there, there's been this disconnect between the two. Oh, correct. I've heard from OT asset owners that they are running systems with, you know, a very old uh, malware still on the system because it doesn't affect the process. So um, for them, you know, that's secure. It's not connected, luckily, the system. So, uh, but yeah, there's definitely a change uh, in mindset required. <laughs> so uh, going on, uh, what uh, automated processes should uh, be automatic to adopt? I assume that you would recommend continuous risk assessment. Um, uh, but what 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 are the best processes to adopt? Well, the first step is to build a good foundation with a real-time asset inventory. And, you know, there are many tools out there now that can automate this. You know, for OT environments, you would use something um, like deep packet inspection, so passive monitoring of the network traffic to extract an, all the information about the systems that are connected. Um, these systems are very talkative. You know, they share things like the configuration, their status. And so that can be used to build an inventory of the lower Purdue levels. But if you look at, you know, um, other systems, um, you know, you can leverage some of the IT ways also in OT, but it needs to be done considering the context and, you know, securely. So we can query some of the network infrastructure, you know, for what is connected. We can query some of the endpoints to get more asset details. And of course, API integrations or a control system itself can lend a lot of information about the assets. So that's where we should start, you know, automating, collecting and monitoring and tracking this. Right. And then you, you were mentioning risk assessment. So, yeah, that is, you know, ultimately where we want to move towards. Um, we need to look at, you know, what are the risks of these devices? So the asset inventory is the first start, but then we can start assessing the next steps. 
So looking at those next steps, what, what should risk assessments consider in an IT, OT or an IT environment? Yeah, so we need to look at, you know, what type of devices they are. In OT, it's very important to consider the function of the device and the criticality for the process. Um, we look at the configuration, of course, like the firmware version. We can match that with vulnerability information to figure out where there are vulnerable services or functions. And then, of course, the behavior also. Does it connect to the internet? Does it require this connectivity? And then if we have this context, we can start to automate this. We can start to automate assessing and monitoring the risks, right? Suddenly, there's a system that is connecting to the internet that never required this access. Suddenly, there's an IP camera talking to a process controller. That shouldn't happen, right? So we can monitor for these kind of changes and then be more proactive also to fix some of these things. And that way we minimize our exposure. And you know, the best is, of course, to do this without impacting the process control system. Is part of that process really identifying which which components need to be connected to the internet? I, I think of this uh, big cyber attack a few weeks ago that was announced that it was using the internet connected toothbrushes as a format for a denial of service attack by having all these IP connected uh, toothbrushes uh, in somewhere, somewhere, I think it was uh, one of the Scandinavian countries where it originated. Uh, it just got, why do we have so many internet connected toothbrushes in the first place? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, understanding what is connected to the network and then how it's connecting, but also the dependencies because attackers, they will use anything they can find, you know, moving um, and, you know, often it's compromised IT access, you know, somebody leaked their credentials or they're, they're found. Um, from there, you know, you just try to get to whatever is connected and IoT assets and OT assets, they're not built with that security in mind. And therefore, it's an easy target. You know, often passwords are just the default and you can find that in the user manual. So I think we all know that patching in OT can be a challenge as opposed to some of the IT environment. You sometimes have to go machine by machine with a USB thumb drive or something like this. Um, as OT and IT converge, uh, what common processes can be adopted between them and where do we need uh, other approaches? Yeah, so we always need to consider the device context. And once we have that, you know, we can start to leverage some of the processes we're using in IT. And for others, you know, it's better to review that first, like patching, for example, is often not possible because also the OT systems are so old, they're no longer patches being produced. So in that case, you know, we just need to look at other measures, like for example, segmentation, you know, making sure that device is really just allowed to talk to what it should be talking to, and it doesn't have access to any other systems. Um, patching, but it can be automated, you know, for the more modern systems, like sometimes it's called process IT. It's, you know, the systems, the databases, historians that might be on more up-to-date operating systems. And that's where we need to work together, right? IT and OT need to collaborate. OT knows best when the next maintenance window is, when it's a good time to reboot the systems, to, you know, start and install the, the patch. Whereas IT might have the experience, you know, of, of how to do this. So um, it's really the collaboration that is key. Well, that's great. It's a fascinating time to watch this. Uh, we, we've joked uh, at, uh, with our various brands here at Endeavor Business Media with Smart Industry and Industry Week and uh, Automation World that cybersecurity is something that 
we've written about for years and generated very little interest until, oh boy, I'd say about September, October of last year, at which point everyone started paying attention at once. I think the, maybe the, the Clorox hack was a, a big uh, moment for the industry, realizing exactly how much risk there was to, to losing productivity, to losing your, your, your basic functions if you weren't paying attention. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today, Christina. Thank you for your expertise and thank you, Forescout, for sending you along and uh, giving us your time today. And that's a wrap. Thank you all for joining us at Smart Industry. And uh, we look forward to presenting more live streams in the future to discuss these important topics.